Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week. Who's <clears throat> hosting this? Uh, Kevin is hosting his own thing. It's like three uh, hours of content. Okay. Can we uh, speed it up? Are you going to be passing watches up. around? I will be passing watches around. I'll give you guys shams. But I'm going to ask you about you. How frothy? On the, scale, on, the, on the scale from one to ten, how frothy is your All right. <laughs> Eight. Ooh. That's like a, that's like DQ and milkshake style. That's yes. good. It's a blizzard. It's a blizzard in your and f- ah! Is it different colors? It depends. Is it? Is, is, it, it, is, is, it is blood one of the colors? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should I see doctor. <laughs> All right, so let's start. Welcome everyone to the episode anthology eight-part miniseries you've been waiting for. This is a, a produced by HBO. <laughs> this is this is gonna be uh, Kevin's collection five. Episodes per season, eight no. seasons. No, 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 no. <laughs> so welcome everyone to the episode you've all been waiting for. We are going to jump in and explore my collection. And uh, when he says we're, you have been <clears throat> all waiting for, it's the, the one person. Me. Yeah, <laughs> you've, been, you've been waiting for it. Nobody else. Ooh, Literally yes, nobody else wanted so, this. So the thing with, with Kevin's collection is um, there's so many. It's changing. So many watches. I'm not presenting everything is changing. There's so many watches on the table right now, and he said he's not presenting everything. I've never like I went to dealers of watches here in Montreal. I had less watches in their case. That's not true. You go to a <laughs> Rolex store, they have oh, fewer that watches. I that I have more. <laughs> <laughs> I have more than their, their windows. I'll be honest. I have more watches than a Rolex exactly. store. So, yeah. So, we'll need to redo that episode. That anthology is like an eight-parter uh, every year because is changing his watches every two months. Like every two months is a full 100% so maybe turnaround. Maybe I could do a every so often is like what's new. You do that every week already. Fine. So uh, we'll just need, you know, um, report. Yeah. Like Excel sheet. Yeah. <laughs> of everything that goes in and out. And we'll make it uh, like public domain. People can go and look. Exactly. So before we start though, let's get into a wrist check and I'll go last. What about you wearing, Dimitri, this week? Or let's start with you, Carl, since you're okay. looking at me. Uh, two weeks in a row, or same recording session in a row, depending on how we see it. I am wearing my Air King that won last week. Best watch ever. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so reference 116. I'm glad you live in your mind. Yes. Well, uh, where, where else can I live? <laughs> Reality. <laughs> That's for the week. <laughs> what, what are you, Neo living in the Matrix? Yes. Just, he's not Neo. He's just take, like, the, take the red pill, man. I, I'm, I'm like the first dude who died in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> like the first one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. Uh, Air King. Uh, Neo, we, watch out. Something just falls on you. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> He wasn't the chosen one. Nope. Guess he oh, wasn't no. the one. Imagine how much shorter that movie could have been. If Shit, I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> so he came along. Imagine how much shorter that movie would have been if he just took the blue pill at the beginning. Exactly. Instead, he's like, yeah, fuck it. I want to go back. Fuck, this, wanna, yeah. fuck, but that, fuck that. But isn't that the old premise of the new one that's going to come out? I don't want the yeah, The Resurrections or something? I, yeah. saw, the, I saw the preview yeah. for it. Yeah. With the Wachowski sisters. They it's Wachowski's sister. It's the one, I think. The, the other one is not... Uh, okay. Sure. No, no, both of them. Uh, is it? <laughs> yes. Because the other one's now a cat. <laughs> no, it just it, it's produced by one, but it, they're sisters. They used to be brothers. They went kind of extreme in the like uh, plastic surgery. Yeah. At the same time, like no, they're, but they're twins. Yeah. And they both they switched. Did, they did gender gender transition yes, also. Yes. Yes. So they're now Wachowski sisters. They went sisters. and came back and went to something else. Yeah. How yeah. cool would that be if they go back to Wachowski brothers at some point after? <laughs> like, f- fuck yeah, for like a full circle. If, uh, 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 Aphrodite? No, no, that's not it. Like you're going to have both. both. Yeah, but that's they what don't I'm have saying. both. That, no, that's the next step. Both. That's the next step. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't sure. think you can convert into <laughs> I want to convert into like a like a seal. 
Well, like a I want to be There is a movie about yes, that. Yes, I know. There's Warus. Tusk. Tusk, yeah. I think it's a Warus, yeah. Tusk. With the... Um, well, well, yeah. Well, Warus, yeah. Tur- the, With the, the little, Justin uh, Long. From the, the... Exactly. Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dodgeball. Yeah. So let's start. Uh, what are you wearing, uh, Carl? You're wearing your... Uh, Air King. Air King. <laughs> what are you wearing, Dima? So I borrowed a, a new watch from Kevin and he posted recently on Instagram and I actually don't even know the name of the watch, but I'm wearing it now. It's the Laco... Oh, it's the Laco Valencia 42. Laco Valencia. With the, updated, it's another, with the upgraded It's movement. another Flieger. It has an uh, automatic Miura movement, Sapphire Crystal on both sides. The uh, interesting, uh, interesting, really interesting thing, thing about it, the whole, the dial is all loom. Yeah. It's like, why it do you want the loom? Yes. So <laughs> I can't, like I'm wearing sunglasses right now. I can't look at it without wearing sunglasses because I'll burn my eyes. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. We were joking about it. Like, if you draw a little Batman symbol on this <laughs> thing and point it into the night sky, you will meet Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you get beaten up by a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. A billionaire <laughs> in his Lamborghini will come and beat you up. So when you're buying this watch, guys, if you, you ever can get... You can guide ships in the dark, st- stormy weather. It's the same product they use for uh, um, uh, the <laughs> airplanes to guide them. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> the same, it's the same, same as I same, think. Same, same. Like, so, when they build, yeah. the, when they explore, like, old mines... Yes. This is what they put on their trucks to maybe to, to guide yeah, the way. Yeah, right. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is powerful stuff. And and you get cancer from it if you wear it too long. That's why yeah. that's why I'm not wearing it. I'm holding it, but I'm going to yeah. put it away because I, can, I already feel it. I'm, yeah. I'm getting dangerous like exposure to radiation. It's tingling. Yeah, this is like yeah. Chernobyl all over. <laughs> Kevin, when he wears it, he goes, oh, it's my spidey sense tingling. You have like, to. No, I have cancer. And so so <laughs> when, when Kevin bought it, he had to buy a special... Uh, hazmat suit no a special metal box like oh, a sarcophagus yeah, yeah, yeah. to put it over the watch because <laughs> like because yeah, yeah. because you can't expose it to the outside like it it's will a, I think it's the same company that does the black box for planes I think it's the same brand same yeah, company l- yeah. look it up online such it's nonsense a, it's insane you're the one who bought like an all loom watch okay so, if so I that's a good watch I'm wearing yeah. yes uh, Kevin what are you wearing so this one is an upgraded so just so you guys know so the Laco a company that's been around since 1925 this movement is the Laco 31 so it's a Mayu to 8315 so it's hackable hand winding full loom dial the valencia 42 also i added the anti-reflection coating on the inside and the outside like of the you crystal. you like yourself you when you order it you it's can an customize anti-reflection it. sticker it's a matte finished stainless steel case sapphire crystal case back sapphire crystal on the watch the face is with super luminum of a c3 it comes with the brown calf leather strap i swapped it out for a horween uh, blue with blue dark blue navy with a uh, uh, blue stitching uh, fluco um, leather strap, uh, 20, mini- 20 millimeters lug width, 11.75 millimeters in height, 50 mm lug to lug. I like this watch, and this is the first one in the collection that we'll be sharing because Dimitri's wearing it. It is a Navy watch, a Marine or deck watch. I have to do an episode on Marine chronometers. If you haven't read the book Longitude by Sobel, I suggest you do. It is incredible for um, anyone who's into horology to understand the importance of uh, deck watches. The only fact I'll give about deck watches that people don't realize, the importance of a watch or a marine chronometer on a boat is that so much they so... They can see. <laughs> that it wasn't about that. Out. It was to help them calculate. It was the first GPS. But what was so crazy, this would say, is that marine uh, deck watches, they were called, deck watches, there was an international law that prohibited pirates that you could steal, rape, and kill anyone on the ship, but you never touch the marine clock because that it was an international law was that a war crime 
but no, it was like it was in it sense, was so much worse. So like you can come in and you can steal and be pirates and whatever, but you never touched the marine clock. You can kill on my family, ship. but don't touch my watch. But don't touch the clock. Mm. Don't touch my Rolex. But the importance of it, to give you an idea, there was a prize in the there was a committee created in England, the Longitude Committee, and they gave up it was up to twenty equivalents now, about twenty five to thirty million dollars to solve that. Was it Palista well? Because I feel like as much as you create the law, you can just like disregard it if it's not no, Palista. But, right? but to create the law, I mean, it had an importance around, right. among the yeah. international community to say it's an international law to mess with a marine chronometer on a ship. Right. Yeah. It's that's only illegal if you get cut. So, you know. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, so that's, not caught, not guilty. That's the first saying. watch of my collection, the so Laco quick, quick Valencia question. 42. About uh, watch. The only thing that for me, uh, I'm not sure, beautiful watch, a lot of cancer. Um, the date window. The, yeah, the... Feels kind of small. The date window on the six. It yeah. feels like it's just yeah. part of that movement yeah. that they well, use and they had to. Thought, I feel like. But a lot of watches actually today, uh, especially I think I think Baltic has a few of those. They actually are date watches, but they don't want to have the date on they the. Just don't, they just show, don't show. It's yeah. called a ghost date. Yeah, ghost date exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you can so feel wait, wait, when you pull the. Well, you can adjust the date, but it's behind the dial. You can't yeah, yeah. see. You can. You, you have an extra click yeah. in the in the, in the crown, crown, but you don't have the that date. That pisses people off. I, 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 can understand I, why. I, I understand why. <laughs> you have a car because with like that's a six f- speed, but only five of them work. <laughs> yeah, a few of them. The other are one go, works, but you just go see it or use it. Yeah, like yeah, you have an extra pedal yeah. that doesn't do anything. <laughs> I, I agree because that to me is a Franken watch in a sense. Yeah. So, um, so what, what, that was that's quite recent. Yes, that's like two weeks old, two three weeks old. That's right. Yes. I really liked that. I really wanted a like. I'm really into marine chronometers, and that's. And, and why did you choose the full loom against a one? That I'm pretty sure they're doing the same without loom, right? Um, I'll tell you why, and it'll be maybe I can introduce the second watch while we're talking about it. The second watch there I have is a Stova Marine Original as my other marine chronometer. Um, the Stova Marine Original. I'm trying to pull up its. So the. Um, the uh, the one I'm, the other one that I have the Stova Marine Original Roman Unitas 6498-1 that is sitting next to it another marine chronometer with the Roman numerals as opposed to the Arabic numerals in the Laco Valencia that's 42 they share it this one is no loom pr- traditional dress stark white um Die a marine chronometer, while the other one seems more modern. That's why I went with one was fully loomed versus the more traditional one. Okay. Laco has a a marine navy watch that is a little bit more expensive or higher. It's called the Cuxhaven. I love it, but Co- the Cuxhaven, yeah, the the Cuxhaven or the Cuxhaven, mo- mo- multiple oh, Cuxhaven. Cux. Okay, different. Uh, it looks a lot like my Stova in terms of the porcelain, the like that stark white dial, the illuminated yeah. hands. Um, I like it. However, it resembled a little bit. I wanted the Valencia, which is a little bit more modern version of a marine-inspired deck mm. watch. Coxhaven actually is a town yeah. in Germany. Yeah. So for people at home, it's C O C K. No, it's C U X. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just see what you want to see. <laughs> penises. That's what I want to see. I really do like the syringe hands. They really. I like the because it's very. It's very dressy. Yep. Uh, so the 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 store that you have is a marine chronometer with a sixty four ninety eight, right? Six four ninety eight units, just same. like your Laco, right? Because uh, I I remember we had a conversation because when I bought my Laco, you were also looking at a pilot's watch, but you didn't buy a pilot's watch. What, I did not. What made your decision? Why didn't you get? A I prefer watch? marine chronometers just from my the history of horology. I'm really into that, and I think if I'm going to get this is my Strova, if I'm going to get a pilot's watch, I'm going to get an IWC Big Pilot forty three. Oh yeah, 100%. Well, I mean yes, but before that. <laughs> 
I had a few, but I think that's the pilot's watch I would get. I have trouble. Pilot's watches, there are less that I enjoy. I love the Air King. That's one. They're very tooly. But they're very tooly. Very basic. One. I would have liked the Lacquer Western Broken, but the thing is like 45. I would get the 45 millimeter one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough to wear every daily day, but I really do enjoy a uh, Marine chronometer. I, I agree with it. Mine is on the, I bought the Stova Marine, sorry, the Stova Croco, the actual crocodile strap with the deployment deploying clasp. It's a beautiful watch. I think it's this an excellent watch. This is the Marine Original, right? You have? Marine Original. Yeah, it's a very nice Roman. watch. And I agree with Roman. you about the pilot's watches because I, I didn't see that. The reason why I pulled the trigger so quickly on that uh, LACO is because... The ULM. Because the, because the standard pilot's watches are so basic, there's literally nothing on the dial. Right. Nothing. Right. And this one was saying LACO and it said made in Germany at the bottom. So it was a bit more dressy, like a bit more style. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And it had like small seconds. I agree. So I, 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 that's the reason. But I 100% agree with you. I am a fan of um, pilot's watches, and I would love to own a f uh, IWC 43 big pilot because that's Beautiful. that's the one that I can wear everywhere, right? Not uh, yeah. So let's keep going on the on the wrist check. What are you wearing, Carl? I started so. Oh, you started. Okay, so I'll continue. <laughs> I'm wearing today my Rolex Milgoss Z Blue, the M116400 GV. So this is the obviously the blue um, dial with the green. Um, crystal. This one comes with the. Um, I put it on an ABP. ABP. Yes. ABP Paris uh, crocodile strap uh, that is rubber underneath, but actual crocodile on the top. And quite expensive, but really changes the look of the Rolex. And ABP is the brand, right? Is the brand yeah. ABP so, so, Paris. So, so, you can look so it in the future, Kevin. You know, it's like stamped into it. You can literally yeah. read it. it yeah, makes, yeah, I, it I, looks I, like a. Not it everyone can looks read like it. A, it looks like a Rolex sure. strap almost. I mean, the clasp is like a it's, Rolex clasp. Yeah, you can order. You can pay a little it's bit a, extra. It's to get a the clasp. inspired by. Inspired by. Yeah. Um, very, very, very nice. I, I might uh, yeah. buy. I don't have a watch. I think that will justify that kind of strap. Yeah. It's like four hundred bucks, right? It's like four hundred bucks. But it really, if you just want to have something else, then. But you know, if you have a really expensive watch, it's worth the investment. I would say. Right. So that's uh, my uh, big so, top of the line: the Rolex Milgauss Z Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Starting yeah. with that. That's. Uh, is that your? Priciest in value because they change. Yeah, it. definitely like, with the value okay, that's yeah, going okay. up. Yeah, not oh. not emotional. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. In value, nominal, uh, money wise, nominal like dollars. Wow. Yeah, nominal. Not saying that's important. I'm just asking. <clears throat> I really nominally. love that your 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 store. That I remember uh, we were drinking someday, and you're like your hands behind your head. Yeah, and you went like, oh, I think it was very, watch, I, and you removed it, and you're like, it's so it was, loud. I think it was very, <laughs> very, very beautiful watch. <laughs> we're very. I and this one is a what, what, ceramic dial, right? Yeah, but we don't. Well, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm not sure if it's ceramic. No, hold on. But it's a. It's a. It's a like lacquered. Whatever. Yeah, it's a definitely a lacquered. Yes. Mm. Um, also, yeah, it's very interesting. You said that. I'm a very interesting person. Sure. Well, are you? Person? Gosh darn it! People like me. You're interesting. Like when I go to the zoo. The one I also sorry. <laughs> this I have to say the, you the, go to the zoo for the Stova. The Stova that's the Unita sixty four ninety eight. This one actually has the Swan Neck regulator. I made sure to get the one that has that. the The dial is a white, high polished, uh, printed dial, so it doesn't have the the actual. Ew. And, and that's I'm gonna say it because I'm knowing it's wrong. Is that an onion crown? Onion crown. Let me see. Yes, that is an actual onion crown. Yeah, yes. it is a proper. Yeah, the, the IWC is a diamond, diamond. crown. <laughs> we never, we never touched on that subject. We did, we did. But we actually, you know, it's it. funny because if you read, and I did read from different, like not necessarily maybe Hadinki, but like other big websites, they do use the onion, onion, onion crown, crown term when it's describing IWC. Okay, also. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like it's maybe technically it's not the right, but like it's just so like accepted, fluid. I guess. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. What's great is just, by the way, looking at my Laco, when you adjust the time, like the big pilot watch, 
watch look how quickly i just changed 12 hours <laughs> and here's another yeah. 12 oh, hours oh yeah yeah and i i have the same thing with my uh, exactly. same 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 thing yeah. well laku is probably the same well not the, like the store that you have is the same because i have yeah. the same movement it's just they just pull it and so those are two of my watches. I have the, the three of my watches. We start with my Rolex, my Marine chronometers, the Stova, and the Laco. That's the first the two that we went around in. In the very cool, very, very cool, cool very to start. Cool. So uh, this episode, uh, uh, Dima, do you want to just yeah. build a yeah, yeah, yeah for question? sure. Uh, so this episode is just Kevin ca- sponsored we, by Carl and I already did. Uh, the state of the collection and kind of like just talking about how we got uh, to watch it was such. so quick like 20 minutes each we're done yeah yeah, yeah I was uh, done like literally done I actually just wrote two sentences and I was done Um, so this one is about Kevin and uh, uh, we have to also do an episode for him I guess yeah it's probably a- gonna be anthology. our it's, it's gonna be it's so long it's probably gonna be the least popular so probably we're, we're gonna lose a lot of listeners god I hope it is more imagined I'd be like oh you fucking guys well, I mean, look, we are here too, right? Uh, we were making it fun. So uh, <laughs> just just to kind of set the stage, let's start, because we're talking about Kevin's collection and the maybe future purchases. Let's start with, first thing, give us like a brief story of how you got into watches in the first place. Or, or when, to, how, what inspired you to get into watches? Just to... I, I'm going to maybe add a little bit uh, about that question. Like maybe your road to your first significant watch, like the first watch you like really yeah. Yeah. buy yeah. it because of something. Yeah. And, and I'm very curious to hear what was the... F- Thing that sparked like fuck i like I'm, I'm now into watches or maybe maybe it was a gradual process but like it was a gra- it was definitely a gradual process i think that's a, a, a loaded question but definitely it was a gradual process i the thing is about watches that, that that i really got into it was it was more my brother who got me into it he 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 started to get into some specific um uh older vintage watches when he was um maybe about my age because he's five years older than i was and about 10 years ago maybe 10 12 years ago he started to share a couple of articles with me and it started with the watch knob from uh, ask men uh, uh he, he's uh someone there but his only thing was like everything other than patek is shit right everything other than rolex is shit and i think also what's helped and i think for everyone out there who's not my age because i'm 37 38 in, in february was Yuck. The accessibility to social media content or to media content around watches. Believe it or not, people that I used to, who helped me get into watches, you know, maybe that guy TGV watching his videos, he did a very good job of presenting the content, but it definitely opened the door into my own research of understanding watches. The other piece about watches that made it so intriguing wasn't only, it's not that they're pretty or it's not that they're what they represent in terms of a social status because I think that's what money people get attracted to watches first and foremost because that's why people are attracted to Rolex it's what a Rolex means within the watch within sorry Society. within community exactly yeah. not the watch community but within community Rolex means you kind of made it and I quickly evolved out of that did I? <laughs> you didn't <laughs> okay because <laughs> then they see your face surely uh, yeah. and, and, and my that's why we do radio that's why we do radio and myself when I when I got into watches, I quickly moved away from what was mainstream, what everyone considered what was something that they liked, and I started to understand what is it that drives watches, and I'm not saying the movement, but literally what's behind the movement, what's behind the brand, what's behind the history. And someone had said, the thing that really made me hook on to watches, someone had said, he goes, look, Big Ben has been around for centuries, whatever it is, and he says, what's interesting is that a watch that you wear will literally outlive you. It will be something you pass down to generations be after you pass that in there. Fact-checking your statement about Big Ben, by the way. Just yeah, I, I'm also fact-checking you. Uh, I'm sure, I'm 1843. Sure. So there you go, a couple hundred years. Okay, uh, fine. right? There's a phone number to call Big Ben. 
Sure, go for it. And is he going to answer? Ask, ask, ask him how he's doing. <laughs> is he still big? I'm stuck. So what it got me into is that I, then I went through many different types of watches that I owned, mistakes along the way. But the worst... But not the, the mistakes and many types didn't get you into watches. It's not... No. It's, it's not what got me into watch. Well, yeah. it helps your journey. It helps you know yeah, what you Yeah, but I mean like... What you don't like, right? You you end up learning a little bit about what is it that you don't like or why you're like, why the fuck did I get that? Or why is that you know something I don't like? Or why is that something I really like? Or there's been times I'm like, I really didn't like that at the beginning. And then I grew into it like you did in your watch journey. There are many times you're like, oh, too busy. And, and then you're like, wow, I really need that in my life. Was there, <laughs> like, <laughs> was there like a particular watch at the beginning of your watch career that you like that was like a huge step forward? Kind of like for me, my purchases the, the or the one that I really focused on. Well, yes, the, the SKX. SKX for me, and I, I bought it not really yeah. liking that style yet. But once I bought it, it grew on me so quickly. So I was like, "Fuck!" I before love that. the SKX for me, and I think I have to thank. Uh, and Jesus. even though I'm not a fan of his, uh, his of his of his uh, YouTube channel too too much, but he, you know, he does good for his content. is really quite quite good. I just think that it's not for you. It was, it was not for me anymore. Not as not as much. But uh, I really got into. Uh, I had a Zin 104. Oh. Really loved that watch. Uh, really got me into what uh, fine watchmaking could be, uh, and not I'm not saying fine watchmaking in terms of like the high quality because right. eventually I got into that when I got into some other brands. Uh, but my Zin 104 that I owned really was a, a, a big step for me. It's also something that you own your you, that is. It was also the first one I think that was a little bit unique. The Seikos, a lot of people know the Seikos. When I had a Zin, not everyone was like, "What is that?" They yeah, I remember that properly. you had it, and yeah, you showed you, it to me, and I was like, "I don't know." What I don't know what that, that is, is so, right? Yeah. And that kind of had its own appeal behind it. I have to say that the Seiko SKXs really were very important in my watch um, discovery, which is why I ended up purchasing them when they were discontinued. I haven't, and maybe that's a good segue into this conversation. I'm holding right now an SKX 009J and a 007007J. The 009, I ended up buying an aftermarket, the original OEM Jubilee. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was looking at it before, and I thought it was a. Um, I, I thought it was a, a strap code, but it's not. No, nope, it's the original. I, 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 do I love, went and bought the original. Yeah, the one that comes on the jingly. Korean. Because I, I, I did have that because I had a Korean version, and I actually loved that Jubilee, even though it's like very cheaply made, but it's so comfortable. It's funny. It's a fun, and and it has good memories to me. Those watches are actually, and I don't know if, if Dima or Carl will, will agree, but they are mint. <laughs> they're fucking mint watches. Like there's nothing, there's no scratches on them or anything. Oh, yeah, but yeah. No, they're, they're, just give me one week. I them. love, they, I exactly. love the, and I put the other, SKX the 007, 009. I put it on a strap, uh, that's not a strap code. It's, it's an Uncle Seiko. No. Is it? No, uh, no, Uncle that's Seiko a strap stamps. Code. No, this is a strap code. It's not the Angus, but it's a regular oyster with the shined, uh, polished center link. Did you say Angus? Did they? Yeah, grade yeah, they, yeah, they, they Angus J. Did Angus they J, grade yeah. their bracelet like we grade? Because meat? they, I, I yeah. think it's because they they can't call them Jubilee because of the Rolex, so they call them Angus J, right? If I'm not mistaken. That's yeah, they, the Angus is really like really built, but that jangly uh, Jubilee that you have in your in the SKX is really really cool. Oh yeah. It's not worn because you still have blue plastic on it. There you go. There's a good example of it. See, I don't wear it enough. But this watch, for example, they they were very important in my in my in my um, my growth. My first big watch that I received was actually when I got married. I was gifted a his and hers Nomos Tangente 38. So now we've gone through the Seiko. You got gifted by who? By my family. Nice. My family. Did you? But you didn't you did you have a a tag uh, aqua racer yes, before? Yes, and I'll get to that before because I don't think that's fine watchmaking. Okay. But that's a very good point okay. that you bring up. No, <laughs> it's I'm just a, a tag. <laughs> I'm a man of points. It's a it's a very good point. So the the 
the Nomos Tangente 38 was the one that was gifted, which was my first like introduction, independent watch brand. You're talking about a brand that was going to in-house movements. Something was a little bit more permanent because of the fact that it was gifted to me. I have this one on a Hodinkee 19 millimeter um, smooth taupe cap st- calf strap. This is with for your uh, wedding, if I'm not mistaken. That's right, when I got married. Hodinkee does make good strap, but goddamn, they're expensive. So this Can you one, buy them separately? The straps? Yeah. Yes. So this is a Nomos Tangente Reference 164 from 2015. It is uh, exposed case back. It is proper Bauhaus manual wine movement. It's excellent in terms of anyone who wants to get into another level watchmaking, connoisseur, something that not everyone actually has. I think that that's what makes it a little bit more uh, interesting in terms of, um, of just one, how watches can be made. One, how you break through the industry. Nomos came out in the 90s. They do wonderful, wonderful things. I think that they're severely underestimated in what it's going to bring. And this strap is just remarkable. Uh, quick uh, quick point about the uh, history of Nomos. We haven't done history of Nomos, and I'd be very interested to look into yeah, it. because it could be interesting. Because, um, you, like you said, uh, they came out in the 90s. But the, problem, the thing is, in the 90s is when the Berlin Wall fell. So all of those watch companies that were owned by the government became privatized. Like Glasshut Original, kind of like you can say Alan Gonzone also started in 90, but it didn't. Like, And I'm curious, and I don't know, if uh, Nomos had any history prior to that, or was it completely brand new at right. that time? Which is um, uh, interesting, something something interesting that I might, uh, I'm going to look into. Very good point. So while I continue in that, as, as I grew, I ended up getting a big a promotion, not a promotion, I think I had a pay raise at work. I got some bonuses for something, and I said, and you know what, you I want to go all of it. I spent all of it on a watch. <laughs> I ended up buying a next big watch was my Panerai Radio Mirror 754. And your size was like, Papa, <laughs> This I, was... Funny this, enough, I remember that day, like literally yeah. because I picked you up at the... That's uh, right, and you brought me home that day, yeah. So this one got... I put it on a, an alligator strap. This is a manual line watch. It has the first in-house movement, 72 hours of power reserve, um, it doesn't have the sandwich dial, but there's something so very minimal about this watch, how thin it is at 45 millimeters. So Panerai 754, the radio mirror. So that is a proper... That's that sandwich? That's a, uh, excuse me? That's not a sandwich dial? No, it doesn't have a sandwich dial. If you see it, it's, it's, it's painted on, it's applied. Mm. Um, that watch is important in what it means to me, I think because it got me into just a larger brand. It was between that and an IWC Pilot chronograph. That watch is, um, it means a lot to me, but it makes me wonder, you know, if ever I got my hands on a sub and whatnot, maybe I would I would part ways with it, but it's, it'd be harder for me to to do so. So that's, I think, another, and I'm kind of going the order of like the or large watches. you can just keep watches. it as a grail because this is like maybe. meaningful, yeah. sentimental. It's, 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 it's also limited edition, right? A limited run, yeah. And I sure. remember when you got it because I, I kind of slowly started to get into watches because yeah. we went for lunch or something and yeah. I saw it. I'm like, oh, wow, shit, you're wearing a pan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great wine, that three day wine takes you forever to wind it. This is a three day, eh? Three day, yeah, 72 hours. Um, the PAM 111 was one that I really liked. They discontinued it because I had that sound job. But this is a really, really great, great watch. And continuing that front, then I really went with another one that was one of my grails that I really, really enjoyed. A little bit more popular than the two other was the, the Nomos Tangente and the Panerai Radio Mirror. I went with a Hoyer Monaco Caliber 11. And the Caliber 11 is one that's very special to me. It represents a lot of it that um, a lot of people, it's my, I'm not saying my first mainstream, but it's a watch that a lot of people actually recognize. They know it from Breaking Bad. He had the Caliber 12. 
but Steve McQueen wore this watch. It's something that's, but even then, that's more niche. Steve McQueen in general, right? Yeah, maybe it's you're not right. wind. It's when I when, I when I think of uh, this watch, I I only think of Steve McQueen. Yeah, because you know what. Yeah, you, sure. Most people say, hey, that's a square watch. It's very cool. But as yeah, that's exactly. very... So I like the blue. They, they just stop it in the street and go, square. Square. <laughs> does but it don't have, know what's a does it have Bluetooth? Does it measure your steps? <laughs> it's wonderful because it, it does feed into what that the, what Tag Heuer should be doing with the Octavia and the, and that particular chronograph. I don't think it, you, it's... It's, it's like, unwind. It's unwound, right? Un unwound. Unwound, yeah. So the Caliber 11, that's the CAW211P FC6356. So that one's definitely a keeper in my collection. So those are like my my big three. And I'm going to go by rows. So I'd like to go a little bit into some dress watches, which I think are also important in a collection as I've been growing. I like to start with a little dress watch here that I'm going to surprise everyone with because I ended up pulling the trigger. What I have here... And we'll start with Dimitri for this one. I have a Baltic MR01. I ended up getting a limited edition. What? I'm 141 what? out of 200. That, that's new, right? That is new. You oh, man. Son, son of a, of a bitch. bitch. You son of a son bitch. Son of a bitch. So that that's Baltic surprise. MR01. You busted. Micro rotor, eh? Micro rotor. So this you. watch comes in a 36 millimeters diameter by 44, 9.9 millimeters case, 20 meter lug width. What I love about this watch is that, and this, I, I really do agree with what people were saying online when they were talking about. What it is that a dress watch should be is a micro brand. One thing is that this watch comes in with a guilloché sub-second hands, the Breguet numerals, this like beautiful brush dial. It has a Hanzu Chinese movement, caliber 5008 with a micro rotor of 42 hours power reserve. And people go, why is this watch any special? Let me tell you why. It's a micro brand, a watch that comes in at 500 euros or 540 euros. This watch has everything a dress watch should have. Dress watches should be, they put in 36. Most watches come in at 38. They throw in a shitty Seiko movement. They put in a pretty movement behind it. They actually put in nice brigade. They, they actually built a dress watch the way a dress watch should look like, even though it's a micro brand instead of just yeah. pegging it as something else. Baltic and, did a and, really good and, job. And, um, and how precise it is? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. You oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but do you think I bought it for that? I, I know. I'm just I have a Rolex superlative chronometer. I'm yeah. just busting your balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm holding it right now. The build quality is fucking insane. It's really great. You uh, know? The, the exhibition case back is also it's decorated. It's it's ridiculous. It's they a Chinese movement. It might be not super precise. But what if but they like, put in a Seiko? Would you be happy with a Seiko NH35 god that they covered? No. No. God put in damn, a nice pretty nice. movement. And build me a nice dial. Oh no, I put you in got a, a separate uh, yeah, strap. Though, right? I put in a strap. I put the in strap, a deluxe. The strap deluxe. Yeah. Deluxe straps, by the way, in Fluco. Really loving them. Deluxe is not a cheap strap. That strap's very expensive, but it's a very good strap. For good watch. It. Good watch. Very and good, I, good dress. Uh, it's the first Baltic that I see in person in watch. And <laughs> it's... Great quality. The, built, the, the finish quality is fantastic. I did He's a... Like 530 euros. Like, when when we did watch. the micro brand episode, I was talking about Baltic. Yeah. And I, I was talking it's about fair, how I like yeah. them a lot. And yeah. now I see one in person. Holy shit, this is so, really, yeah, really, really good quality. Say, a lot uh, of value I'm, for the money. Jesus. Uh, I'm wearing my Air King and I have the Baltic in my hands right now. And... The numerals are really similar as my three six nine on the. You're saying you overpaid? No, because I, I, I'm going to make money out of it. But <laughs> I'm just saying that the Baltic is really impressive for that. Impressive. Like right? if they discontinue the, the, the watch, this this could be. I mean, why not make watches with a nice movement and dress watch that's well made, as opposed to putting in a Seiko NH or a Miata and then putting in, you know what I mean? And, and and just the way that they build it, I think it's perfect. And, and it's I think a, the size is perfect. Why? I wish they movement. made it 36 instead of the 38. The micro rotor is pretty nice. 
It's very. It's nice. a very, very, very nice. It's almost it, like when when you look at the case back, it made me th- think of Nomos, like in terms of the decoration level. Yeah. It's very, very nice. That very, very good watch. So well done from Baltic. Very, I'd say very that. good. Then I'll get into another dr- couple of dress watches here. I have a Hamilton electric rhodium pacer. This is a ten karat gold filled with rhodium plated case. This uh, comes from Hamilton, an American company. Uh, this is a little bit custom. The size is 32 millimeters without the crown, 46 lug to lug. A lot of people will talk about it being the Elvis watch. This watch is very, very cool. Um, it's 30, definitely a keeper in my collection. It's 33, but it's so, such uh, an awkward sizing that it doesn't feel... Well, it's a 33, you said? 30, but it's a 33 32, by 32, but by 32. 46, because by 46. it's long yeah, yeah, yeah. versus wide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's a decent size. It's, a, it's a, that kind of style of watch. Wears very well. It's the watch that... there's a. It's a watch that basically is as thick as the as the strap. That's right. Uh, I'm curious because I, I I like the Ventura. Uh, we talked about it briefly before. Right. Uh, how did you get into so electric one, watches? Yeah, the re- the reason I got into electric watches and I have a Bulova Space View that we'll get into in a little bit later. This this electric watch I got in real quick. I was listening listening to a podcast by Warren and Wound and Jared Harkless, um, who is the owner of a company called Unwind in Time. I really suggest if ever you're going to buy an electric watch, look them up. Um, he was a pharmacist who ended up learning how to repair and build these and take care of these watches. And he opened a whole business based on these electric watches. He is a member of the, the NW, uh, well, I was going to say NWACP. That's NRA. It is. Uh, <laughs> no, not NRA. Yeah, exactly. We don't like the NRA. Un- uh, unwind in time. He is a member of... Sorry, I'm going to look it up right now. He is a member of the NAWCC, the National Association of Watch and Clock Collectors. So he is someone who stands behind his watches. He is someone you can trust. Uh, I had a great experience buying from him. Electric watches are very interesting because they do have a battery, but it's not a quartz movement. It's a battery that drives an actual transmission, an actual mechanical movement that is that is driven by a battery. Um, very unique a different time in the 50s. They were building watches thinking of the future. I really fell in love with this watch. I got this as a gift for myself. And it seems, and I go to this website quite often because uh, I just check out, maybe at some point I'll, I'll pull the trigger and get something as well because I like the electric watches. It seems in general that the electric watches are usually Bullovers and Hamiltons. Yes. The Accutron, the yeah. Hamilton electric. There's some Walthams. There's some... Uh, I, I thought of you, Carl, because I saw a beautiful retrograde hour jump uh, jump hour that yes. they uh, created the Witten hour. Yes. Very cool. Um, this morning when I spilled coffee, I uh, thought sent me a book about electric watches when I got it. Made me learn quite a bit. Definitely something you should. And that was part into. of the package of. Just, I asked him. Oh, you asked him. I was like, "Can I get?" Yeah, because uh, so all of the watches that he sells are restored, right? But they're like mint condition. They're mint. Yeah, this it's is a, a good fantastic website. Uh, excellent choice for. Uh, and continue into my trio here. I have purchased just recently Gerard Perregeau Vintage 17 Jewels Manual Wine Caliber 543 18 karat gold Calatrava style dial on a and the lugs are actually fixated so the watch strap is actually a clip onto the actual lugs. This is a great little dress watch. It gives you a lot of perspective when you want to look for some dress watches. It's tough to find other than this Baltic something that is in precious metal. Going vintage can get you something fantastic. This is 18 karat. Uh, can't go wrong with that. Zen- old Zeniths, old Movados, uh, old Ge- Omegas. You can get some beautiful precious metal uh, watches around that. So yeah, that's my Gérard Perregeau. 
17 joule manual one caliber 543. So that covers the, the dress watches here. <clears throat> um, I talked about my Rolex, my Panerai, I talked about this, and I talked about my Seikos and my marine chronometers. I like to get to <laughs> so many watches. Two watches right now that are a little bit more avant-garde that are that I, I added to my collection. One recently and the other one I still don't have here, but will be coming down the line. What? Oh. Well, you know it, actually. You're Ming. Yeah. Oh, so Ming. the first one I have here is the Bulgari Aluminum Reference 103445. Such a nice... G-Shot. Yeah, that's what uh, Carl calls it. But again... What a beautiful Casio. If anyone knows me, <laughs> if anyone understands like my watch collecting habits, you'll see why I love this watch. Uh, uh, proper it rubber strap with a spine um, um, links within the strap, an aluminum case, uh, a lot of branding, but the way that it's done, uh, it really just blends within the watch. Very matte so it's not flashy at all a great all-around avant-garde sports watch can go wrong with it 100 meters of water resistance um definitely a keeper within uh the collection so that is the bulgari aluminium reference 103445 it's like so um like tight like it's not supple at Toit. all right but the quality is there that's why yeah, yeah. The other watch do you that still, I have do you still wear it do you I wear it, it all the time yeah i really yeah. love it look how thin that is too yeah. Oh, Nacho. Yeah. And we're back. So continuing on, I just presented the Bulgari Aluminum Reference 103445. Continue on that, a watch that's going to be incoming in March. I ordered a Ming 1709 in Burgundy. Again, in the same style of the Burg uh, the Bulgari Aluminum. Unique. Uh, Avant-garde. Did unique, you said unique. order? Huh? We should take a shot for every time he says unique. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say about the watch? You're talking about Burgundy something? You said you ordered a uh, burgundy. I ordered it from Ming. Yeah, it's oh, a, okay, the burgundy color. There was a blue and the burgundy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was like a new brand out there called Very Burgundy. I didn't know no, about. No, no, no. The burgundy. Uh, there's a blue dial and the burgundy dial. Mm. I got the burgundy 1709, last one there, and um, very avant-garde. Um, so that covers the, I will say, the avant-garde kind of high-end watches that I have there. Yeah. I'm very excited to see the Ming in person. Yeah, uh, I, I really want to see the build quality because I was. Just to see if I will eventually uh, pull the trigger on getting on myself mean, one. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that world timer, but very different price uh, segment. Very different price, but that's that could be your only watch too in a lot yeah. of ways, right? I'm not sure if I'm there where I want to invest so much money into a micro brand. Right. No, that's a very good point. You make a very very good point. I, uh, I want to spend that money on the uh, on the Lange or yeah. or, a, or a sub. They do have a, a watch with the the. Um, the movement is the the 19 series. I think it's like five thousand bucks. Okay, it's so not the 1902. It's a, it's a sizable chunk. Like not the 1906. I, 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 again, but because right. I, because I love chunk. history so much, that's why I don't really go for microbands. As totally agree. I, so, I prefer like a classic watch that was unchanged for fifty years, right? Yeah. Um, just maybe before you continue with the different other watches, I'll look for segues in your questions. Um, what what would you say is your favorite style of watches? I have to say, yeah, my favorite st uh, style of watches now, and I mentioned it before, it has to be the marine like chronometer. Today. The marine chronometer based on what is the history that comes behind it. So unique, so much fun. It's a watch style that I continue to, to learn off of. Um, but I do think that, you know, um, I think watches that kind of don't look like other watches. <laughs> That's a little bit of what I'm attracted to. 
Um, um, same same question, different way of saying it. Yeah. If you have to only have one category of watch for the rest of your life. If mm. you're on a deserted island and you can yeah. only have one watch. That's a tough question. It's a tough, tough question. Divers. Maybe. But I'll go back to a podcast that we said earlier. I said maybe a world timer. And I'll only explain why. It's because all world timers look different. <laughs> the IWC, the Omega, the um, ball green that I shared. Understanding they have different types. So the Mont Blanc and Orbitum world timer looks like a dress watch. The G, uh, and then you have like the Patek Philippe with the world timer. The Omega looks like a sports watch. The ball green looks like a. You have different styles. So maybe because it would give me the diversity of it. Okay, fair enough. But I'm definitely not a collector because collector will be like, I collect divers from the 50s. Right. I collect Rolex Submariners. No, like, you're, you're a collector. I'm an enthusiast. No, it's different. Collectors He's have an addict. no. I think collectors go. I have every Vostok from this decade. You know what I mean? Those are collectors. I find. So I have is every Rolex sum- is two or more units of the same thing, I, or I, or multiple units in the same category as watches or cars. If two, I own twenty five cars, but none of them are the same era or the same purpose, I'm not a collector. I don't know. Right? That, that's the thing. So I'm for just me, trying to make. Is, I'm trying to give people who say I collect, I collect divers from the fifties. Yeah, I collect or I do collect divers. Or I collect Soviet watches from the eighties. Mm. Those are collectors to so me. You, you see, I'm just like a w- enthusiast. I love all kinds of watches, right? Yeah. Right. So I, I see all of us as collectors because we have multiple sure. units of the same. Whatever product. you want to call it. Sorry, but, right? but, but I, I give I myself a difference between someone who's like I, I, I collect. Think, this I think kind you're just of, trying to hide yeah. your problem. We're a watch. <laughs> well, I, I agree with him. I think we're watch enthusiasts. We're not really collectors because we don't have the same of too much of the same type. Let's say we're just enthusiasts that are into buying and owning watches right because we don't have anything i don't have like repeat repetitive watches of any brand or different years well yeah maybe maybe it's just my understanding of what an enthusiast versus a collector is whatever you want it to be uh, but it could be whatever yeah i think you know what i mean right that's what i was kind of that's that's how i make the difference i think a, a collector someone's like yeah i have swiss divers from the 40s fi- uh, sorry the right. 50s right uh, right right, right. <laughs> interesting i was uh, uh i was looking at the marine chronometers because you said that this is what your popular favorite I style love marine so for which kind of brands would you go to Ulysse if you want to <laughs> immediately you lease now you lease now you lease now right if you can get into those marine chronometers you get a new they don't yeah. have a lot of water resistance because they're, they're not made supposed for that. to help you not drown. <laughs> but they're not made for that. Marine chronometers are not made for that. They're made to help you tell the time on ships because of the longitude problem. Is that a direction, problem. though, you're supposed to uh, use longitude the focus problem? Yeah. It's made to understand because on a ship, you can understand latitude by understanding the positioning of the sun based on the horizon and your speed. Yeah, because yeah. then you take this. So they literally had a rope that had knots on it. And that's, that's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they go, okay, I'm going, we're going to go with speed. And then you start timing. And then the knots would go through your hand like this. That's where this. So every 15 seconds, I have five, uh, four knots. So four times, uh, so 15 seconds is times four. Yeah, it's four times in a minute. Know. I'm going four times. I'm going 16 knots. Well, that's really fast. <laughs> 16 knots a minute. So then you can start calculating your speed. Calculate 16 your, knots a minute. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was a ridiculous analogy, but that's how you calculate it. Right. Yeah. And then when you look the same, at the sun. Is it the same people that decided about horsepower and feet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but horsepower for sure came from the times before cars, and they're like, yeah, you have one horse, they have one horsepower, and exactly. horse, whatever. Just eight just million. The UK is pretty good at those the, the, arbitrary the horsepower, things. Horsepower didn't come before the cars; it came because of the cars. What was that? That the guy on Instagram? He goes, "No, we'll call it a foot." He goes, "Yeah, and yes. how many feet are that?" It was exactly. The UK is so Tommy ridiculous. Is whatever his name like is. you weigh in stones, no, and you have Tommy, yeah. Tommy, Tommy, not four. 12 <laughs> like what make it 13 not 13 but 31 yeah of course yeah but th- that's because 
what I was reading is like it was a king or some or someone who owned um like land, right? And like the yards and the miles Whatever, were, were yeah. the distance of his oh, of his oh. land, right? Yeah. So like how many steps does it take me to turn around? Like to go all the way to the fence of my land and come around? <laughs> it was like, oh it that's a a thousand three hundred and twenty. I'll call that a mile. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. The same thing with horsepower, it came in because um, Dogs. No. No. When the first cars oh, like in, horses. <laughs> oh, they man. needed something horses. to compare it to, right? So one horsepower is in it, those years one that, horse, that, that, thirty thousand chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a it's correction. A it, it's thirty thousand and thirty two. Exactly. <laughs> Duck power. There, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there are those videos where you see like how many chickens against Tyrannosaurus Rexes, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so one horsepower was that specific horse at that time. How how fast could it lift uh, like hundred pound rock? three feet in the air with like a strap and pulley system Trick question horses don't have any arms so they can't lift anything <laughs> no but pulling right pulling right they're like with a, with a yeah, shot yeah, so yeah. that was one horsepower so they took like a car like the f first ones they're pretty much a carriage with an engine and did the same exercise and all oh, the carriage is like so that's a horsepower oh, okay i got you and, and that's what it started and that's why we have technically imperial and metric horsepower because there was uh, horses in europe we and also in the different, USA. we have different horsepowers <laughs> yes Oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's complicated. But anyway. All right. <laughs> Next. So continue watch. on that front. Yeah, I'm going to jump really quickly now. Let's go into... Let's go to Japan. I have a Japanese box here. I'm going to start with four Seikos. I have a bunch of other, other Seikos over other there. There's other brands in Japan? There's other... I'm going to go... There's other uh, <laughs> Seikos over there, but I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to sell it for that M MBNF, or the MAD one. I have four Seikos, is, is three the, here. Okay, sorry. So yeah, sorry to cut yes. you there. Is the Ike Bud in your pile of selling? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like Oh, my God. That MBNF. Would you want to buy my Ike Bud? No. No. It's a very, very unique awesome watch. watch, but it's very difficult to wear it. Yeah. Unique, so the first watch the first watch I have from Seiko here is a Seiko. Um, hold on. Let me open it up. I want to give you the right one. 6309 from 1984, the year of my, my birth. Um, Oof, this one comes with a day date. I put it on a nice vintage leather George strap. Orwell wrote a book about you. The other Seiko that I have, uh, <laughs> disgusting. I call it a a Grand Seiko for a grand. <laughs> yes. This is the SARX zero five seven with the black dial. This has so much anti-reflective coating you can't even see if it has a crystal on it. Well, if I put my finger on it, it's, I'm gonna smudge yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. Now you're gonna see. Yeah, it. If I paint it over, yeah, right. But it's pretty. It's pretty incredible for how what many you coats get. of paint should I put? How many primer plus to make sure that with lead base paint. Oh, paint. I mean then the other two that I have ones and in the shop. I have the Seiko sixty three oh nine dash six zero one zero the Bruce Lee. It's in servicing, and then I have the Seiko sixty one thirty nine dash seven thousand six thousand five the um, Seiko Pogue. Is the Bruce Lee kind of new? I never saw see it. I don't think. Yeah, so. I don't think I've seen it either. You have. It's not new. You guys have seen it. You should have because it, well, uh, maybe yeah. You just don't remember, but I've had it for a while. I have so many watches. Can I? Is it working? Is it quartz? Well, it, it, no, it's, no okay. it's not. You have to shake it. You have to, to get it going. It's a quartz. Yeah. Oh come on. You said shake it. I know. Literally, you said shake it. Come on, it's from 1971. Be nice. Come on now. You should know better. I, um, I don't. Continue in Japan. You can't have a collection, I think, without having some 
Casio G-Shocks. So the Casio G-Shocks that I have, I have a Casio Full Metal G Reference GMW B5000D-1. I think it's a great Casio G-Shock, the Full Metal G. I think if you're going to have That was the, the first Full Metal G, right, that came out? Yeah. Well, of exactly. the classic. Yeah, uh, exactly. So if you like the square, the, the classical one, if you want the one to get to me, I go with that one just because it is really high quality and I think it's really excellent and so much heft. You don't so have the one that I have, the classic. I do, I do. Where is it? Uh, my dad it. has it. I gave it to my dad. I was like, here, take this because he was going down south and he has it. Yeah, I have pictures of it, but uh, my dad has it. There's so much heft to that watch. It's insane. Like you drop it's it, and it's, it and it's your, your towel on the floor. It's break, not the yeah. watch. You have to wear <laughs> steel toe boots to wear when you wear this watch because if you drop it, but you will have an injury. I think it's really, really great as a Casio. I yeah. think it's Excellent. fun to dr dress up Casios. Uh, the other one that I have is a Casio GM2100-1A, which I swapped out the bracelet for a, a combi bracelet. So it's a combination of, of, of steel and, uh, and, composite. and composite, exactly. Mm -hmm. Compost. I think that's really <laughs> great. Casios are definitely underrated. Are they going to do a bracelet for this one? Or I'm sure at some point they will. At one point they will, yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. I'll definitely get it. I, sure I feel that's the only thing that's missing. Like, Going from your full metal G. Imagine that with a full metal but G. I like, I, like the two, yeah. I like the different color bracelet, yeah. though. Yeah, I like yeah that but like concept. going from one to the other. This is the GSTB for a B400AD. This one, uh, I swapped it out for, it comes on a metal bracelet. I put it on a leather strap that I got from AliExpress, but the, the thinnest Casio, um, it's one of the, from their G series, the still, metal still series. Still thick. <laughs> very thick, but very, very cool. I think I, I love that watch. It really is great. Um, so those are my three what, like what, Casio G-Shocks. What's at at nine? That's a different. You can select what different function you're looking for, whether it's timer, stopwatch, chrono, that sort of thing. So that's definitely look like a, a rotor on the dial. It is a well. Look here, if you actually are adjusting it, and you set the different things, you'll see it move. Okay. So on what it is that you're you're selecting. Right? Okay. So stopwatch, timer, but alarm. It, it's not. Is it pointing to something that you can read? I didn't see. Oh, no, you have to look closely. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the dial is really made. It's like this dark uh, purple. Yeah. It looked yeah. like burnt titanium. Burnt titanium. It's very cool. I think that uh, ca this is a really cool uh, Casio uh, uh, G-Shock. But um, yeah, definitely loving it. Uh, a lot of fun. So those are that's my Japanese box. I think that Japan is has a wonderful design. I want Grand Seiko in You don't my have collection. any audience or citizens, do you? I do not. I had Did you ever have a Bambino? I never had a Bambin. Uh, yes, I did. Sorry. Which the one? Version 5. The one with the... Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes I remember you had it. Yeah, I with did. the um, Roman... The, uh, Ro not Roman, the, Arabic the Arabic numerals. numerals. Yeah, really like that That was a very nice one. Yeah. Uh, Citizen, never. Never had in my collection. We never did an episode yet about Citizen. Because we don't Man, this thing is care? robust. Your doxa is robust. This thing is... Very robust. This thing will survive any apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool though. Very different from the other Casios that you find. Yeah, yeah, no, very. So cool. let's keep going. I'm. Go any questions you want to go while we're here? Uh, not yet. I see. I see. I'll so see let me jump later. into some. Let's go into the quartz corner. The quartz corner. I'm going to start with uh, an it's a quartz briefcase. There's yeah. so many watches everywhere right now on the table. It's insane. What he didn't say is that that, that corner is a corner of a gymnasium. Yeah. it's a big <laughs> corner. Nah. Corner of the warehouse. Well, I call these the three quartz corners. So one of them is very special to me. I'm going to start, well, I'll go with that one last. So the, first, the other one that I really liked, and I thought it was great for this year, the year of the integrated bracelet, I got a Tissot PRX. I think that this is uh, the, the reference T137.410.11.041.001. I got the quartz. PRX stands for precision, robust, and 10 in Roman numerals, meaning 100 meters of water resistance. 
this watch, I got it in quartz. Uh, really happy because if you actually take a look at it, it hits the ticks right onto the markers at the moment, which is where you, you, you got to get lucky to get that. Um, the, that Tissot integrated bracelet fits perfectly within, I think, the lineup Dude. of what? <laughs> it's kind of not doing that. It's kind of like doing a bit past the markers. Oh, I don't see that. So, one. Oh, yeah. garbage! I'll take garbage. it from you. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Don't throw it out. I'll just take it from you. It's fine. So, like, it's on the marker, but like on the end of the marker. Yeah. So the the Tissot PRX is one that is um, really great bang for buck. Very dressy, very unique, very robust. A lot of people say, "Oh, what am I? Should I get into?" If you're into integrated bracelets, that's the watch you want to go for. If not, I go with the Tissot every day. The Tissot um, gentleman. Yeah. And you pick the quartz version over the automatic. Yeah, because it's more true to the original. Even though. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. The original... I like the waffle dial, though. The waffle dial is it's nice. very nice. Yeah. But that was more true to the original PRX that came out when it did, and that's why... It and and crazy it. marketing from Tissot for that watch. Yeah, they did. Everything that's like a, super honestly, 80s. Honestly, that, that watch is a jackpot. It's I think beautiful. They, it's they really did a great, really great good. job. Bing pot. Bing Continuing, pot. I have here a Boulevard Accutron Space View yellow, growed, uh, yellow, yellow, growed, yellow gold electroplate watch. This watch comes in. It's a, 41, a 37 millimeter diameter, 41 millimeter lug to lug tuning fork. United States 214 uh, dating movement from circa 1970. Um, the caliber is a CB770 Swiss movement. It's a gold case, eh? It's a gold case. It felt so much different gold. Like I know I'm always like talking about uh, steel and all those things, and gold does have a different feel, feel to, to it, it. Yeah, different heat to it. It's beautiful. I, eh? I really think that watch is something very unique in a collection. I think, and, it's, and the crown is behind the case. It's behind the case. That's right. You That's have to pull up a, a tab and you move yeah. over to to adjust the time. And but you don't really need to adjust it ever, right? No, the battery dies every year, but you just buy those batteries off Amazon. You just change it. It's one mm -hmm. of those cheap watch batteries, which is great. And you can just remove the battery from you the, remove the battery, cap. the cap. You don't put need the to battery back the on the cap. Back case. And you just screw it right in and it works. Yeah, it's really a nice watch. Very cool. Yeah. I really and, love and that watch. For people at home who uh, are looking into those, let's say Boulevard, I know there's a huge range, but normally they go for huge. Like, huge. Like so between that watch thousand probably, to two and a half? Like? Yeah, that probably go for about 1500 now. Yeah. Okay. Canadian. So that watch you can get from Unwind in Time. He has a bunch of Boulevard Accutrons. I would definitely suggest getting that. The next watch I have there, which is a little bit special to me, is the Tag Heuer Aqua Racer Reference WAB110.BA08800 from 2002. Holy shit. How many watches do they make? They have to have such a long reference I don't know. Number. I have no idea. Could be like a four-digit thing. Maybe. Is that because they make a lot of watches? That watch Maybe was gifted to me by my parents. I have it on a Christopher Ward uh, rubber, a synthetic rubber strap. I think it goes great with that that watch. That watch is really beautiful. It has a very submarine, submariner, sorry, style um, uh, watch in itself. Ceramic. Um, um, bezel. Bezel. It has a screw down crown, 300 meters water resistance, bullseye dials. So if you notice, it has a shade, a different shade in the dial that's a mm, bullseye. Yeah. Uh, very unique. The uh, click of the bezel are really nice. Yeah, yeah, very, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very, it came out during the time the tag was really blowing up. So that's really one of my, one of my, um, and, that and I will keep that it forever tag because my parents was blowing up. Was that Tiger Woods time? That was, was that mid range, top tier, accessible from tag? Yeah. Mid range ish, yeah, I guess so. I would call it mid range. Tag, tag is like entry level luxury, you know. That's yeah, but like a wooden tag. That's what I'm asking, right? Oh, the Aqua Racer. I think it's one of their staples. It's not one of their high range. No, the high range is like the Octavia, the the Chronographs, the Monaco. It's not the same. This is more of their like staple. It's like the Seamaster and Omega, right? Yeah, but Omega shit. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> Excellent. So as they, they went to the moon once, cannot shut up about they it. Shut up about it. Oh, I got once was like, uh, <laughs> I went to New York once. Like I don't talk about it every week. <laughs> <laughs> New York is a little closer. <laughs> so as we continue, the tickets to go there are a little cheaper. So as we continue, uh, that that really covered. I don't say my quartz corner. I call it quartz corner because it sounds better. But it's really the the battery powered watches that I have here. So continuing on, do you have any questions you guys want to ask? Uh, no, this is... Uh, You're continuing? A lot of information. Like, go on. Like, we, I'm going to cut everything out anyway. Anyways. So, so getting to the divers, I have three types of divers that I want to share here today. I have a robust, really, like, I'm going to to dive into, like, the, the, the Mariana Trench. The Mar- Mariana oh, yeah? Trench. Then I have a vintage diver, and then I have, um, I say, more of a dressy diver. So I'll start with the, the, the okay, robust... B- before, before you go into those divers... How many of them have seen your pool? There you go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that in a minute. So yesterday, uh, last weekend, I took my uh, my son to the pool, and I'm happy to say that my Doxa sub 300 tweet aquamarine survived to the pool. Survived. <laughs> survived. What? Washing your hands? Well, in the, no, pool? In the pool, or like or gently it didn't brushing? Didn't really get submerged, but uh, with 1,200 meters of water resistance, I hope that it would. Um, could you imagine <laughs> also nicknamed the conquistador this watch is actually very robust very quite beautiful i like the aquamarine blue because it does have this aquamarine blue in in, in lights but when it's actually in quite substantial light it looks very light blue baby blue it's almost baby blue it's quite quite beautiful oh the heft to that great watch, watch great that bracelet. watch is so tooly it is so indestructible. Doxa like, has the charm. If you don't have a Submariner, you don't have a Blancpain 50 Fathoms, but you want something with the heritage, Doxa is the way to go. If you and, read about its heritage, and, you'll and discover that, that, something. And uh, that quick uh, adjust. Yeah, that's really good. That is really, really yeah, good. So uh, we, we need to do a Doxa, this one against my Pelagos. I think that sure. could be a nice comparison. That would make more sense, the colors. If you, if you, are, they're divers, if you want to lose, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. No, no. He's like, all my votes are for Tudor. I am not biased. Tudor. I'm not biased. Tudor, Tudor, Tudor. What do you want for dinner? Tudor. Tuna. So as we con- continue, my next watch here is an Omega, mid-70s Omega Seamaster Automatic Day Date. Reference 166.0216.2. That's a diver. Back then, in the 70s. Really? It looked like a dress watch today. I know it's a Seamaster diver from yeah, Omega, yeah, but you can call it whatever you want. Great. My car is an Eric King. Jesus Christ, what's your problem? Are you okay? You good, bro? Everything good at home? Christ's sake! So that so this mid- is supposed to be a diver. How many? What's the, the water 70s. resistance in this thing? It's a sports watch, thirty-seven millimeter. <laughs> what, what's the resistance? The water resistance. Yeah. I think it was something like one hundred and fifty meters. Oh really? Oh, so this is pretty good. Yeah. Back in the day, I haven't worn it in water, if you're asking. That's what you want to know. Which you shouldn't do with vintage watches in exactly. general. Exactly. Do not. This one is uh, day date. Integrated bracelet, really wonderful. Great condition, this watch, though. This one is really good condition for what it is. Manual? No, it's an automatic. An automatic, yeah. So that's um, my, I'll call it my vintage diver, of where of which, really good, because if you get to vintage divers, you can wear them to work and, and feel okay. The other watch I have is an Aura 65 Sunset Reference 01733 Two zero one seven. Damn, bingo! On a flink, fluco, um, dark brown leather strap. This watch carries a Salida SW two hundred. Um, this one tied with the SPB one four three in our episode. Um, has a bronze bezel. Um, it really is a beautiful vintage diver. 
really great because it doesn't resemble the 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 Submariner, and I think it does a really good job at having its own identity in a world filled, a watch world filled with divers. And I think that is something that's not easy to do these days because everyone's like, I just don't want to look like the Submariner. Um, and the Seamaster has been around long enough that it can do that. But a lot of other brands are like, well, it's just a Submariner. It's just a... Oh, this one has an acrylic clear crystal, is it? Is it not? That's Sapphire. Is it Sapphire? Yeah. Oh, because it's pretty well domed. Very nice. Very domed, that. Eh? Very nice. Yeah, very, yeah, very nice. Yeah. a really good job on that. So those are my divers. One for every occasion. You got like a really proficient workhorse diver. You got another one that is a vintage diver that's kind of dressy, uh, vintage. And then you get this other one that is just very, very um, dressy, unique. Uh, that's to me like a perfect skin diver. That it's represents really cool, the, huh? the style. That represents that whole era. Era, exactly. Exactly. The, the whole form of that case is really excellent. All right, all right, all right. All right. You have a question for me? Or we keep going? Are you, uh, do you still have... I mean, I mean listen, it's, it's a, a, watch. It's a is, is rhetorical a, question. You have more watches to talk about? to the next one. Is, is there any uh, diver that you're looking at right now? Yes. And if I could, yeah, maybe I would sell... Without the sub. Like, we don't yeah, think. without sub. Okay. The Doxa, if I, I if I got rid of that, if I got rid of some other some other watches that I have, um, I don't know if I could get rid of my Oris just because of I have some sentimental value for this Oris. It's personal. Um, but... I think that I would get the Tudor Black Base Ceramic. Okay. I really love that watch. I even like the Omega Speedmaster Dark Side of the Moon for the ceramic case and everything it carries. I love that watch. That would be, uh, yeah, that might be in Grail level. And Submariner has nothing on that watch because they don't even make ceramic watches. So, you know, since we started asking questions, I uh, I have one for you. What's um, What's your problem? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what, would be, what would be your future problem? Uh, future plans of future purchases future purchases so if i looked at my short list because there's a long list well no definitely the submariners on it and what i really really want to add to my collection uh potentially a no date i think that's something that could really like round out my collection and if i could if i could sell a lot of my watches in order to get um something into like the holy grail maybe i would i actually would a sub no date no, if I could sell all my watches, including a sub no date, including my mill goss and something, and jump into like but you, you don't have a sub Blanc no date. No, but if I ever got a, a oh. exactly, if I got mill goss and I get into like Blancpain exactly, or I got into a Langenzan Odysseus, or a um, what about know. a CQ Glasute? Uh, but that's not that's Submariner prices. You can go get one tomorrow, like uh, uh, below if MSRP. If you have the money, I would never get a uh, Glasute CQ. I would get of Glasute. I would get the. Panomatic or the Panolunarmatic? I like the Senator. The Senator, senator yeah. uh, date. I would get the Panomatic or the Panolunarmatic of the right. glass suit. They're okay. wonderful, wonderful watches. Mm -hmm. the, uh, just to go back quickly to on the Black Bay Ceramic, you can find some of them... Uh, six under six grand. Well, uh, about six and a half right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, it's the same price as my Billigas, pretty much. Yeah. For... A full ceramic. So, yeah. so it puts it to perspective because when I remember we presented it, you you guys were both uh, your guys at charity. Like I'm, I'm not a fan. Well, well I, I think what, maybe ceramic? the aesthetic, right? Oh, like that watch when it came out. Remember when it came out? It was like all like, the oh, because it's all black, right? Yeah, is that the, the yeah. But I'm I not mean, a fan where everything is the same color. Sure, sure, yeah. But but yeah, same thing with me. Like all black is not for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, but it's. A, when you look at the specs, it's a lot of watch for six and, and a half thousand dollars. And that's that's kind of my point. And it's more than that. The, the watch itself comes in full ceramic compared to the Omega Seamaster full ceramic at ten thousand bucks. This watch comes in full ceramic with a fucking Meta certified movement. Yeah, <laughs> they did the the they they actually the case is they, ceramic. The yeah. case is ceramic. Jesus. The whole thing's fucking ceramic. 
The whole case is ceramic. The bezel ceramic. So if you drop it, it just shatters into like a million little <laughs> That's pieces. That's not work, but okay. The movement, the movement <laughs> is totally blacked out as well. Oh yeah. And the yeah. fucking it's a cert, it's a meta certified movement, and the whole thing is less than six thousand bucks. Yeah, that's a lot. U.S. Sorry, that's insane, and that's why. And Rolex will never make a watch like that. So people go out to the poor man's Rolex. Go show me a Rolex that can do that. None, zero, none. Anyways, so yeah, I love that uh, that Tudor. That would definitely be on my on my on my short list because I'm kind of pissed off with Rolex. I have to admit, who isn't? Because they just don't sell <laughs> like literally. You the who that you isn't want. beside the one dude who can buy all the Rolexes because he's is that like, Keanu Reeves buying it for everybody on the set? Oh, yeah. I was kind of disappointed he didn't get them Bookers, right? Yeah, me too. I was like, "Come on, <laughs> what are you doing, bro?" But I'll, at the same time, like, who's gonna like? Like, you can either buy five bookers who not many people knew what they are, or you can buy a whole team like subs. I, I agree that be- I agree that because if the team doesn't have doesn't know anything about watches, buy yeah. them something that has like a famous name, right? Which is like Rolex, Rolex Submariner. Like, I can, I, underst- I understood why. Now I just need to be one All of right, the. Can you re- can you remove Keanu's dick from your mouth for a minute? Like, let's no. just, okay. Yeah, because it's hard to <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. Uh, you're mumbling a lot. It's, it's Don't different. you talk about Keanu that way? <laughs> oh God, it was loud. <laughs> it's fine you'll yeah. cut out cut yeah, out yeah, all yeah, of it yeah, yeah, yeah. most like, of this story is pretty boring so we'll just, just cut it out <laughs> yeah, right. it's like every time you, you talk shit to me like I can remove it so that's cool too so as we continue <laughs> I'm getting into some of my lower end or like say more affordable more accessible uh, part of the collection which I think is fun the whole tray over there I'm not going to get into with Ike Pods and Vostoks and uh, the tuna and some vintage Seiko it's not a tuna it's not tuna uh, I got a girl at Cosmonada uh, I like that yes. you're not gonna get into it, but you're gonna name all of them. Yeah, <laughs> not getting into it. <laughs> not getting into it, but uh, this, is this, this is this. Calm that. down. Jesus Christ! I'm always calm. You're, you're good. Calm. I'm Are good. you good? Yeah. Are you good? I'm trying to go through this. You're the one who keeps like shitting on it. If you want to keep going, you go ahead. Share me what you want to talk about. What do you want to talk about, Carl? I don't have anything to talk about. It's your collection. <laughs> well, then let me go through it. Um, another brand that I'm really interested in, which I think is a micro brand, I think everyone can have a good look at. Um, is Mr. Jones Watches. Mr. Jones Watches is a brand from London. Um, they collaborate with different artists every time they make a watch. So the cases are the same, but the dials are always different. The movements are affordable, but it's not about that. It's about mixing art. And when you say different, they're widely different. Yeah. <laughs> so the first watch I have here, which I made that was customized, is called Every Day is a Special Day. And I put my son's name on the, the actual hands. So this is also Mr. Jones. Yeah. So I'll be able to give it to him eventually when he's a little Is bit it? older. And they make custom watches. You can ma- the, This watch you can customize what right. you want written on. That's the very cool. That's, that's very, very cool. That's very cool. Very permanent. That's two questions. Yeah. Um, what, what's the delay when you order one of those? Two weeks. Okay, so not too bad. Yeah. And no, second question. Two, Is, two, Is two, your son has your second name like you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, yeah. Okay. So I gave, I, I, that watch, that has an um, uh, automatic movement, 40 millimeters. It's called Everyday is a special day or something like that. The other watch that I got from them is the Nuage, which is made from uh, Marion Lebel. It's a very cool quartz-run movement, but the whole thing is uh, chinoiserie uh, on the glass where they actually they paint it up, and you see that um, it, it's really just so unique. And you saw the new watch that they released. I was like, God, take a look at this. They put an automatic movement with this like kaleidoscope bird, right? dial. Yeah. yeah. Those watches are a few hundred pounds. It's like nothing. And it just gives you an idea. It's like, that's what watchmaking should be instead of just making a typical or other generic type watch. Make something that's a little Very bit cool. more fun. Quick question about the Nuage one. Yes. Uh, you technically only see like half of the dial. So, yeah, exactly. So, half of the dial. So, the way it works is that I'll show you when you pull out the crown. 
is it the, the whole thing moving no the these this this is the minute hand that's in yeah. the middle yeah and then over here you have the hour hand that comes through so now it goes down for three three in the afternoon or 6 p.m now it's 7 p.m because it's uh, okay so it's it goes all the way right so now it's midnight mm, okay. 12 and it goes down and it sets it's every oh, okay 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 yeah. pretty interesting that's Very a good way of uh showcasing a like let's say quote-unquote normal movement into a different uh, way, exactly. right? Exactly. That's what mm. makes Mr. Jones very, pretty cool. Very, very, cool, uh, very cool. And then the last one I have is the Memento Mori. This one we, it's a we jump saw. hour. I presented it before. That so, are, with a skeleton, right? Yeah, yeah. Th those two watches are kind of new, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Last few months. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I so presented them on the podcast, though. I did yeah. present them on the podcast. This one I did. I didn't present this one. But yeah, I presented okay. the Nuage and I presented the, the You Will Die, it's called. Wow. <laughs> which is the idea of Memento Mori, yeah. which is the whole thing like enjoy life because you will die. So enjoy life the and way And the crown is. on the left. Um, yeah, the crown is on the left for this one. It's an automatic uh, manual wound, sorry. And it's a jump hour uh, watch. So I really, really enjoy these three uh, little watches. Quick uh, attention. What do you use? Uh, what platform do you use to sell watches? Chrono 24 for anything I'm, that's more expensive and for anything cheap i use something local or even ebay okay interesting yeah Chrono and it's a uh, great experience i sold a lot of with more expensive well, yeah, i've lost sold experience before six percent it's willing it's it's sure nothing. for sure. watches that gain in value i'm okay with that yeah okay yeah. and they protect you from the only uh, downside i experienced with uh, selling my uh, sumo was that uh, they kind of lock you in. You can't resell really it anywhere else. Well, well, it's yeah listed. for three months. Yeah, yeah but, but if you're patient, but it doesn't. Yeah, it if takes you want time. a quick sell, it's not there. You're gonna go unless you're aggressively. Reddit. Aggressive. I've sold. I've sold on Reddit before, which is pretty good. Yeah, uh, also pretty good. Okay. So yeah, those are my three Ike pods there, and then I'm gonna get into um, just two final watches. Three Ike pods. Huh? You said three Ike pods. My three Mr. Jones. Oh. Sorry, sorry, that was a Freudian slip. So I want two little dress watches here that I think that are fun. I think it's important uh, that I mention these because I really do enjoy them. I don't wear them enough. The first one is the Tissot Memphis, the T134.410.27.011.0. This is Carl's favorite watch. The Memphis, oh yes. When I got bamboozled. Uh, no, yeah. that, the story was insane. The story of, of that watch well, was is the story the most or was it insane. me talking about the story? Yeah, Whatever. probably you were telling us the story. Just, you mentioned uh, it after in your list. You're like, this is a really good watch of the year. It is, it is. I, but I, I but you explained design, it better than I. Yeah, I think the design is really out there, but well done, right? But the story of you telling us why it's named that like that was Nonsense. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I looked up that store. Uh, furniture store because that, that watch really is inspired by a furniture store I looked up the store I'm like it's a bookshelf I'm like it's $20,000 I'm like what is it made out of what <laughs> what the hell an obtainium that's the that's the metal they use it's something like that yeah. so that's a really great fun watch look it up uh, limited I, I, edition I, I think you um, if I'm mistaken you did get his and hers for yes, that yes yeah I got yes. his and hers so your wife has a and I got the gold one because there's also a steel one that has no mm -hmm. gold to it. I thought it was fun. It was kitschy. Real gold or just no? no okay, it's okay, like okay. gold, uh, gold plated, right? Uh, and then the other watch that I got that I really, really enjoy there is the um, the Walden watch that I have. So that's uh, Walden is a very interesting. Um, it's a privately owned American company, but founded by Oscar Walden. So Oscar was a Polish watchmaker, and he learned about watchmaking while he was imprisoned in a concentration oh, yeah, camp yeah, in Germany. Yeah, and now his son took over the company. They always had very, very expensive watches. Uh, but then he came out with a, a, a more um, affordable line. Beautiful, easy quartz, um, AmeriQuartz uh, movement. 
and a dress watch. So it was very easy for, for someone who works in an office to grab and go that kind of quartz watch. So really love that watch. It comes the, in. The finishes are really, really green. Really nice. great, huh? Yeah. yeah. Applied indices, really finished. Talking about a couple hundred bucks for a watch. Um, I will say this in watch collecting. It's important to have Casios. It's important to have beaters in your collection. I have a few. Thousands. Um, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> but I think that was enough for today in terms of my, of my collection. So where am I going next? I'm trying to minimize my collection, trying to consolidate. I have a stack there of about six, seven watches, eight watches I'm going to sell to jump on that new uh, MBNF that's going to come out, the mad Do one. Do you think he's going to resell it at the same price he sold to his friends? Or I hope. I hope so. It's 2,000 Swiss francs. I hope it's that. Uh, but I, is that I how much is... So we don't know the price yet? Well, if no. it's the same as the other one, it's 2,000. Oh, okay, I, I don't okay, think okay. so. I think he sold the one to his friends and family and whoever was close to him at cost price. It wasn't. He promoted, promoted it at 2,000 Swiss francs. I think it was... No, but it's a Miyota movement. Eh? It's nothing crazy. He just made a really cool designed watch. Yeah, but like the rotor is on top. That's so cool. <laughs> so fucking cool. Like the, the hours on the side. On the still, the rotor is still massive. Minute. That, that still required some modification of that movement. I cannot think. Miyota have a movement that's like... Oh, yeah. Like for, like sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. They modify, but that, that, right? it's, it's fucking cool. Like, so it for is me, very I, cool. Think, I think it's going to be double that. It's a watch we'll that see. you can Would wear. Would you buy it like, at 4,000 Swiss franc? We'll see. If it's 4,000 Swiss francs, oh yeah, okay. 4,000 Swiss francs. Well, With like, the Mayora, like, I don't know. 4,000 Swiss francs, I can go get myself that. Uh, but as a collective, well, like, it probably, it's probably valuable. Mm. I can get myself that Tudor ceramic. Yeah. You know, it's it's like me recently with the CWC, uh, the Valjoux. Yeah. I yeah. kind of got, uh, right? The limited edition uh, pilot's watch, right? Right, Chrono, right? right? And like I was expecting something like around like 4,000 Canadian. Right. Right, because if you look at the lineup, that would have been still the priciest, right? And it's still a good step from the closest one at like two, two and a half, three thousand dollars, right? Uh, but they announced it like it was eight and a half thousand dollars Canadian, right? It's a lot of money. Like that's that's another ball look, game. Look, the that's that's that's, that's a lot. Submariner that's a bit, price, that's a bit, that, exactly Submariner. right. So you get an Explorer and Air. Is the build quality though as good as a Submariner? I guess I hope the so. finishing and stuff, right? Because I, I it's don't not. Think they're not known like, for I get, that. I get, right? I, I'll see it right now. I'm willing to bet. I haven't seen that watch, but it's definitely not. I feel like they're just it, milking. It's it's but it's fucking niche. Yeah, it's 100 units. And that's why. They know but, they can sell for this price. That's but why I'll be they're honest, like, it. And let's get into like real watch nerds out here listening. At 10 grand, you can get a, a, Kado, um, a Kadoki. Stefan Kadoki is the German like, micro brand. That's like, those watches are fucking incredible. You can get a Garrick S4 at 10 grand, which is like, have you seen a Garrick S4? The, uh, Jesus. You can get... For ten thousand bucks, you can get yourself a Stefan Sarpaneva. Uh, not the Helsinki, not the Sarpaneva Helsinki one eighty, but you can get yourself a Stefan Sarpaneva. You can get yourself some real niche, like connoisseur fucking brands that are just like out of this world. Yeah, you know. So it's just it's a lot to consider. You gotta go well. Forget the big brand. You can also go get fucking high end handmade watches. Stefan Kadoki is like ten grand. Yeah. And you're, this is like really high end. Yeah, they're really a Garrick S4. You know, look it up. G A R R I C K S4. You can get a, a, a an engine turned guilloché dial with a handmade movement for like ten grand. It's like six thousand, seven thousand pounds. Yeah, that's like insane. And they're nominated for the Grand Prix de Religie de Genève. And sorry, at ten thousand dollars, you can get yourself a fucking GMT Master Two almost. If you, if you get if an MSRP, if you spend fifty thousand dollars buying other watches, MSRP. Particular. But also, you can get yourself a Speedmaster. You can get yourself an Omega Seamaster. You can get a Sapphire Sandwich for that price. You can get a Sapphire Sandwich. At 10,000 bucks, you can get a lot. You can get a GLC. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you can, you get get a, you can get an El Primero. Yeah, yeah, you can get an El Primero. Or price. a Chrono Master Sport that just came out. Yeah. A lot of stuff you can get. $10,000 is a good price for like pretty much getting you access to anything. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I uh, think that this was a big collection, a lot out there. It's going to continue to evolve. But, what, yeah. What's on the... Um, Short list, but like officially, like you grocery list. You're the just waiting I'll for the right opportunity to buy them. The sub, the sub, definitely the sub. And the sub, no date, eh? The sub, no date. And I, I kind of, I, I would get the date too if I could. Yeah. Anything, any sub. But I'll be honest, if if they come out with a Tudor Submariner, I probably. Oh my that. God, yes. We talked uh, about it quickly, well, right? Well, because they, all of us. And well, the reason why we say that is because Tudor recently announced that they're collaborating with Marine Nacional. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be Pelagos. It probably is. Maybe. Uh, but if they do come out with the Submariner, I'm definitely gonna get that. I'm um, I'm a big fan of everything that's to do with marine and blue and marine national and marine chronometers. Uh, Comex maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you can get one. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And then I'll keep I'll keep going in that front. So you say what else is on the docket? IWC Big Pilot Forty Three, Ulysse Nardin. Uh, Which one? Uh, Maxim. Well, maybe all, a marine, all of them. I will. I love the marine torpillos. Like they're all really really great. Um, but a marine chronometer from that front. Um, and the Tudor Black Bay Ceramic, I would say that really is on my short list. What about and then, a, like and a then Corona, be, maybe like a like an interesting. And then brand? I would get into like other like, I would say like Hajime uh, Sawoka watch, but like some yeah, Hajime Sioka, so like of Corona Tokyo, yes. But if I get into like some other ones that are really niche, maybe a um, a Stepan Sarfaneva, like I mentioned before, maybe a Habring Felix Foudroyant, which is like that deadbeat second. That's what about an Ophion? Ophion is a little bit less expensive. I could go get that. It's like more like three thousand. <coughs> Sorry. More like three, four thousand bucks for the Ophion with those things. But like Carrie Vutolain and that guy makes fucking amazing. The, watches. The, he makes he makes the cases, cases but, he but he also makes watches. Oh, he has watches. Oh okay. yeah. Like even Lane, I sent you guys Lane L A I N E. Those watches, they're fucking amazing anime watches. Just like um, okay, so, so, so quick question. Even RGM, I love. More, but, uh, what about Bremont? Bremont, I have trouble with. The only problem with Bremont to me, it's just it doesn't fit my style enough. It is tool pilots watches. They make great watches and they're having trouble breaking through. I think because they are so niche to pilots watches and people go, well, you're selling a $5,000 pilots watch. So I can go get myself an IWC chrono for that. Not the big pilot, but I can get myself an IWC pilot for that watch, for that price. Yeah, yeah. It puts it in perspective. You go, hmm. And they have the history. <laughs> yeah, IWC is not a poser like Vempe or, I, yeah, or Langa like they're not posers Strova can give you a pilot's chrono and you're like fuck this is yeah yeah, fair your Laco yeah. your Laco has cred compared to this Bremont like Bremont doesn't have that cred yet great brand great story love what they're offering but that price there's a lot out there hmm. any uh, small uh, like uh, cheaper Casio style watches on your list tons <laughs> Any, micro, a, no, any micro brands Jones? that are inexpensive <laughs> interesting like yeah, Mr. Jones like style right? yeah like Mr. Jones yeah. I always have an eye out for Casios I definitely always love Casios I always have my eye out for some Seikos um, I check out the websites all the time the shopping in Japan Nomon and Seiya yeah. just to see to order in the order of like the new releases to see what else they have Yeah. Uh, and I'm like checking like once a week to see if there's anything cool that comes out I, lo I love what Laco is doing you know, this watch, this Valencia, which I tend to wear quite a bit, like almost Until every, you get too much day. Uh, uh, metal poisoning. Yeah, but every day you, I wear this watch. It's so robust, so dynamic. You know, this watch was like 500 bucks. So it puts it to Oh, a it's a, uh, which, uh, it's an automatic movement in there too. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a Miura, right? A Mi- the high Miura, yeah, uh, the 8350. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. So this watch... Well uh, built. I'm very surprised. Yeah, it was like 500 For that bucks. price, it's really, really good. Um, I know, I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you, uh, when you, like, you know, go through buying watches, like for me per- personally, I aim for something and I'm only looking at that watch and I go for it. And yeah, when I have yeah, money, multiple, I buy it, right? Multiple, yeah. So you, is it like, okay, for example... Uh, you're aiming for the Submariner, but along the way, it's like, oh, there's this interesting and yeah. this is ooh, interesting. And, ooh, I do. Right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, you do have a, like a wide range of yeah. pricing and style. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah. What, how do you approach a new watch purchase? Is it the, all of them are by heart when you see it, wow, I want it? Or all of them need to be researched or it's a big mix of both? or Both. I, I research, obviously. I, I cannot be, I don't think I can be fooled when I see a watch where someone, well, I'll be like, oh, that's pretty. And then I'm like, I need it. In yeah, my yeah, life, no, right? no, no. Because it it's a commitment it's, in terms of money, it's so to, you have to. Yeah, I'm pretty good now of being. It's harder to convince me. I'm not a not cheap date. <laughs> uh, but That's when I like uh, a watch, it stays on my mind. I research it. I see what I, what what's the the risk of owning it, and then if I, if I sell it, I'll sell it, and that's that's the end of that. And I'm I'm very happy, and I, I wish I could be one of those guys who reduces and only has one two watches. You know, I'd love to have maybe three of these boxes of six watches and have it like eighteen. Uh, which you may be like, that's not a lot, but that that could be a sh- small collection for myself. Uh, I find that when I like look for a watch, right? I, I find one watch that I like, and it starts growing on me, but it becomes like an obsession almost. I'm like, fuck, I need this, I need this now, right? Yeah. Uh, but thank God that obsession doesn't really go away. Like I don't have a peak that just disappears. I'm like, okay, I don't care about it anymore. Like the wa- the watches that I buy, usually I buy them and they they kind of stay forever. I don't mm. really sell them because I, I still like them, right? They never really, I, I don't stop liking them. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm kind of like. Maybe maybe like Carl, because when I look for a watch, I'm more like I have like a tunnel of vision. Yeah. I'm like looking for a specific watch. It doesn't deviate. I'm like I want that. That's it. Mm. It's uh interesting. Yeah. I think. So, uh, so what you're saying is you and me were when we were buying watches, we know what we want and we go for it. And Kibit might have a problem. No 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 no. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying. I mean, he has a problem in general. Uh, like we're buying a watch because we go from A to lots B. Lots of problems. Kibit goes parkour <laughs> no, no but it's interesting to see how his mind works yeah. in that sense because okay, so I, I i i focus like i have a list of watches that i built like yeah. uh, you know a year ago right it hasn't really changed very much mm. i still have like i still want the day just i still want the sub the gmt master i want the uh, um like i want the uh, maybe iwc pilot like that doesn't go off my list That's spitfire oh my god oh man that spitfire is so good jesus oh, christ god yeah damn. you just brought it up i'm gonna add it to my list <laughs> high up yeah actually maybe uh, I'll get that instead of uh, Explorer and yeah. then like hey Carl <laughs> slap me in the face with a watch if you guys remember an episode uh, from It's Always Sunny Danny DeVito is the father and every Christmas he would ask what his kids want and he buys those things for himself for himself yeah wow just to rub it in their face he bought like a like a Chanel purse and it's like why oh, fills it with Cheetos with Cheetos it was so bad oh god and then he buys wow. the other one with a Lambo. Contashly well, buys it. Buys it for himself. Just, just for himself. And he just wears a sh- like a Chanel purse and just puts Cheetos because they don't know what to put in there. It's so ridiculous. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think for me, last question, and it's the question that it's on everyone's mind. Yeah. How many watches do you own? <gasps> Ooh. That's a, mil- that's a million dollar <laughs> question. Like, do you I, need I, a calculator? There, there's like, Phone a friend. There's like four, 40 no of friends. them on the table right now. No. Um, Have you actually ever counted them? Yeah. How many? Sorry, but you said you have between, a lot of rotation. It was between rotating, like like steady number between fifty-five and sixty. But you but sell like rotating. a lot. So you sell every week. I'm assuming hmm? you sell every week and buy every week, or is it? No, m- no, buy every week. But I sell, I sell quite a bit. Yeah. But so rotating is between fifty. But I had more. I had more written down. I'll be honest, because I, what I've been doing is like, see, I'll sell these like this 
this tray here that has like right. eight watches. And you upgrade to I'll like a nice, to one, one nicer, yeah. I've done yeah. that. I sold a bunch of other divers and ended up buying my Con- Doxa. Consolidation up. Right. Yeah, and I'm good. I want to keep doing that. And at one point, I'm like, hey, maybe I get the sub. Maybe I sell this, sell this, 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 and get that. Maybe I sell this Laco and the Stova and get a Ulysse Nardin marine right. chronometer and call it a day for marine cr- You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and it's another good point is that those like the bunch of watches you have there, they don't necessarily all uh, good investment. They all lose value. You sell all of them now and buy something that potentially. I'm not saying value. watches are an investment, but like you can get something that's just gonna gain. That will hold, yeah. So it's a better way to hold your money. I agree, absolutely. So sixty in rotation plus like the forty forty five that you don't really count. Well, he also <laughs> has keep it He guys. also has like a storage location where like there's like yeah. four hundred watches in the pallet. Yeah, you guys done? <laughs> <laughs> you finished? You know, you know you haul start start doing like storage U-Haul. lockers for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was that, the business. That's case. the reason they stayed afloat during the pandemic. <laughs> He's the business case. So how are we doing at the time? It's good. Now we're in thirty minutes. I think we're thirty can, minutes. Yeah, I think we're good. So yeah. let's um let's unwind this. If you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us on BigBlackClockTeam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are pieces you want us to review with, of course, caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat some good food, have some drinks, and for those of you always watch shopping like me, happy hunting. Thanks again for spending time with us, and we will see you next week. Dosvidania. So uh, next week, you give in the watch collection because all those things are going to be sold. You want in, you want out. Anyway, we'll have to scrap the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>